Greetings and welcome to the program. We continue in this episode going through Revelation. We're looking at Revelation 4, 1 through 8 in this episode. Revelation 4, starting in verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Now I'm going to stop there for a moment. So John here, let's remember way back early on in Revelation, John said that he was on the island of Patmos in the Spirit on the Lord's day when he received this vision. So what we read in Revelation, John saw on the Lord's day. And here he is caught up into heaven. Uh, The door is open. He goes into heaven because Jesus tells him, come up here, I'll show you what must take place. And what he sees is what is happening in heaven on the Lord's day very interesting because there is a great uh, theme throughout Revelation of worship going on around the throne of God. Worship in heaven. There's worship in heaven. Judgments are cast down on the earth. And then worship in heaven happens in response to the judgments on earth. So there's a lot of of themes of, of worship here. And it's not insignificant that it's happening on the Lord's Day. In fact, we see this theme revelation that we see in many places throughout the Bible that worship is warfare. You know, we worship, our worship is is uh, assaulting the gates of hell. We call down God's judgments on the enemy in our worship. God judges the earth. And then we respond to his great and mighty works of judgment by worshiping him. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought that we need to keep in our minds when we worship on Lord's Day. When we gather and we read the Scripture, when we uh, sing the Psalms, eat the Lord's Supper, preach all these things, and pray, we are participating in warfare. We are participating in the actions of God is acting. Uh, in and through our worship and in response to worship and we worship in response to his actions and so um, let's just keep this in mind here as we look at what else John sees here in, in, in the throne room of heaven he goes up and as we described here he sees sitting on the throne the appearance of the one there of Jasper and Carnelian these of course are precious jewels or uh, jewels that you will find in the Garden of Eden. Um, They were also in the uh, breastplates of the priests in the Old Covenant system. So there's a lot of imagery, biblical symbolism going on here. The fact that these are the, this is the appearance of Jesus. So we can see here that it's, you know, um, going back to the garden, so these paradise themes, 
and then that was signified in the priestly attire, Jesus now wearing it, who is our great high priest. And the other interesting thing is that there was a rainbow, uh, around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. So again, there's the, the emerald uh, uh, jewel theme. Rainbow is interesting here. If you look at, uh, I think I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, but the prophet Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel is oh, oh, so similar to the book of Revelation. There are so many uh, common visions that are the exact same in Ezekiel and in Revelation, including one which uh, talks about the vision of the throne room uh, and the rainbow around the throne. Um, so very, very interesting going back there, taking, so I talked before, Old Testament images, uh, other biblical images, bringing them to bear here in Revelation so we have to understand it that way in terms of the symbolic imagery used in Scripture. Um, the idea here that, that the picture that, that John is, is conveying, that he's seeing with the, the, the gems of emerald and carnelian and jasper and the rainbow around the throne, the idea here is that he is, it's a vision of Christ on the throne dwelling, you know, God is in a blaze of unapproachable light. You know, it's what the Bible says about God, he dwells in un- unapproachable light. And so that's kind of the, the image going on here. Uh, these, is, these are bright, beautiful, blinding, unapproachable lights. Then we read that uh, it says in verse 4, around the throne, so there's the vision of the one on a throne, then it says around the throne there are 24 thrones, we have the one throne, and then around it, 24 thrones. And seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. Okay, so, here we have 24 thrones, which is not insignificant. Not insignificant. Uh, I'll come back to it in just a moment. Seated on the thrones, 24 elders. Now, who are these 24 elders? They're clothed in white garments, and they have golden crowns on their heads. So there's a kingly image. They're on thrones with, uh, in some sense, uh, reigning as kings. And they're in white garments, so pure, pure garments. Um, Where else have we seen so far this idea of other people besides Jesus on a throne with crowns on their heads? Well, this is, has been talked about in Revelation and in other parts of the Bible, too. This is language that is given to Christians, that we are seated with him in the heavenly places. And uh, some of the promises that God made to the seven churches was that he who overcomes, he who conquers. Uh, what did we just read in Laodicea? Um, one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on the on my throne. And other other of the letters, he included a promise of receiving a crown of life. 
And so uh, we can see this is these are some Christians here that would seem to be consistent with the way the Bible talks about sitting on thrones and receiving crowns. Uh, this is a language given to Christians. In fact, uh, another point to notice here, the 24 elders, the term elders is only a term in the Bible that's ever given to, to human, to, to men. Um, it's not given to any other type of creature, uh, but to men. And so, likely what this is here is um, elders, uh, these are Christians, these are, these are representatives of God's people. You know, the elders of God's people are, you know, representatives of a local congregation. That's kind of the idea is that the elders here are representatives of God's people. They've conquered, they've been washed, clothed in white garments, enthroned with Christ, and crowns on their head, ruling and reigning. And there's kind of a priest-king imagery here. We are, the Bible says we're priests and kings. And Jesus, of course, is our great prophet, priest, and king, our high, great high priest and king. And both of those images are here, especially with Jesus with the priestly attire of the gemstones, coupled with him sitting on a throne. So priest-king imagery, same with the elders here. White garments, crowned on their heads, priest-kings. Um, there's also, I want to read this little bit here from a commentary actually I'll read a little bit further in Revelation then I'll go back and read uh, read that piece there so we have the elders around the throne 24 elders and of course the piece that I read will deal with uh, the number 24 um, and its significance there I'll come, I'll come back to that in a moment Verse 5, from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. So that's nice, always tells us. Uh, it's nice when it always tells when it tells us what, uh, what the images are. So the seven torches of fire are images of the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. A sea of grass, glass like crystal. So we see there in verse 5, there's the, the sounds around the throne. We see the vision of the one on the throne. We see who's surrounded by the 24 elders. Um, and then we hear the sounds around the throne. Flashes of lightning. Sights and sounds, we could say there. Flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder. Um, the seven torches, the seven spirits of God, and a sea of glass. A sea of glass. Our, around the throne, uh, continuing here, on each side of the throne are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion. The second living creature, like an ox. The third living creature, with the face of a man. The fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around. And within, and day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Okay, so there we have a great vision of the throne. 
all the things around the throne, the sight and sounds around the throne. Now we've seen there are these four creatures. Uh, one's like a lion, one's like an ox, one has the face of a man, one is like an eagle in flight, and they all have six wings. Okay, so these are the creatures around the throne. The wings here would indicate to us these are heavenly, angelic beings. Okay, heavenly, angelic beings. Now, I mentioned that this was a vision happening on the Lord's day. So he's, John is in heaven uh, during the day of the week where corporate worship of God happens. We seeing corporate day worship. And he's seeing a vision of of this uh, priest king, uh, priestly kingly uh, dimension here, uh, theme of Jesus Christ. And here's what one commentator says here. So we've got all these images in our head: the priestly attire, the kingly theme, sitting on thrones. We've seen the visions of the creatures around the throne, the sights and sounds. And here's. Here's what uh, one commentator says. He says, St. John is thus in the true temple, the heavenly archetype that formed the pattern for Moses' construction of the tabernacle. He sees the throne, which corresponds to the mercy seat in the tabernacle, the seven lamps, which corresponds to the seven-branched lamp, the four living creatures, which corresponds to the cherubim, the sea of glass, corresponding to the bronze sea, and the 24 elders, corresponding to the 24 courses of priests. And so what we see described here around the throne is this, uh, as one commentator, but the, the archetype, the the image, the the standard, the blueprint for how Moses was to construct the earthly temple, the tabernacle. Okay, so that's very, very interesting. Uh, and that helps us understand what's going on here. Um, the 24, uh, I mentioned there in that quote, the 24 elders corresponds to the 24 courses of priests. Now, uh, let's see here. Here's, uh, I'm going to read another, another quote here to help uh, draw out what's going on here with the 24 elders corresponding to the 24 priests. Uh, this is from David Chilton. But the picture of the 24 elders is based on something much more than this, than the uh, something much more specific than the mere notion of multiplying twelve, because previously he was just talking about multiplying twelve, uh, twelve tribes of Israel, you know, the twelve apostles, that sort of thing. Uh, but he says it's much more than that. He says in the worship of the old covenant there are twenty four divisions of priests. You find that in First Chronicles twenty four, and they were also twenty four divisions of singers in the temple. So in the temple you had 24 priests, or 24 divisions of priests, and 24 divisions of singers. Thus, the picture of 24 leaders of worship was not a new idea to those who first read the Revelation. 
It, it had been a feature of the worship of God's people for over a thousand years. In fact, St. John has brought together two images that support our general conclusions. Number one, the elders sit on thrones. They are kings. Number two, the elders are 24 in number. They are priests. There's that pre- king-priest theme. What St. John sees is simply the presbytery of heaven. Of course, spoken like the presbyterian there. Uh, the representative assembly of the royal priesthood, the church. That these elders, he continues, that these elders are both priests and kings shows that the Aaronic priesthood of the Old Covenant has been superseded and transcended. The New Covenant priesthood with Jesus Christ as high priest is a Melchizedekal priesthood. Thus, St. John tells us that these priest elders are wearing crowns, for the crown of the high priest has been given to all. The two independent testimonies from the second century. Uh, I'll stop reading there. So, very, very enlightening there to what we're talking about here, the themes being conveyed through the images given to us. Uh, the priest-king theme, we're getting a picture of the worship uh, of heaven on the Lord's day. And when John is brought up here, what he's about to see in the rest of Revelation, he is now seeing from the vantage point of the throne room of heaven. He's now seeing it from the vantage point of the heavenly worship of God. Okay. He's seeing it from the vantage point of the heavenly worship of God. Now, there's a lot. Uh, the I mentioned a moment ago the great similarities between Ezekiel and Revelation. And again, um, the Sea of Glass. That's another interesting thing that's hard to understand. That was also recorded in Ezekiel in his vision of the throne. Um, but slightly different than Ezekiel's because um, here in Revelation, John is standing in the heavenly courtroom itself, the throne room itself. John is in heaven, and it says that he um, is he's in heaven, and before the throne, there's a sea of, gla- of glass, uh, like crystal. So he's there in heaven looking down, so to speak, uh, at the sea of glass and um, in Ezekiel uh, Ezekiel is standing uh, underneath this sea of glass and he's looking up through its cone and the sea at its top appears as a blue firmament above him okay so we've read this account in Revelation uh, where John is before the throne. There's a sea of glass there. He's looking down upon it. And in Ezekiel, here's from Ezekiel chapter 1. He says, I looked and behold, a storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with a fire flashing forth continually and bright light around it. And in its midst, something like glowing metal in the midst of fire. And within it, there were figures resembling four living beings. Uh, again, there's what we just read about the four living beings. Now over the heads of the living beings there was something like a firmament. Okay, something like a firmament, like an awesome gleam of crystal. Oh, yes, that's what John just talked about. Sea of glass like crystal. 
So that's what Ezekiel's seeing, but he's seeing it looking up. John's seeing it looking down, because uh, he says, over their heads, uh, over the four living beings' heads, there was something like a ferment, like the awesome thing, a crystal extended over their heads. And above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something resembling a throne. So Ezekiel's looking up. John is looking from the vantage point of the throne room down, seeing this crystal throne, or crystal sea, um, and the four living creatures. So, um, that is what's going on here. And I believe that will be where I go ahead and cut this off here. Um, there's a lot, there's of course a lot more we could go into um, in terms of really getting down into the nitty gritty of what is being exactly symbolized in the, you know, the creature like a lion and the creature like an ox and the face of a man and the one like an eagle. And um, we could get into more of that, but I think I'll go ahead and cut it off here. This is just a podcast after all just to kind of give you a general good grasp on Revelation, see some important things, and plus it's late and I'm kind of tired. So um, anyway, I hope what we did cover here is helpful and beneficial to you. And um, uh, of course, as always, if you have questions as we go through this, uh, feel free. I welcome it. Send me, contact me, however you know how to contact me with questions. And I will answer them in the next episode that I record. So if you are confused or I didn't talk about something in much detail or just kind of breezed over certain things or you want you have a follow-up question, whatever it might be, go ahead and send it to me. And I would love to, to answer it. Um, anyway, like I said, hope this was helpful and... Uh, We will see you next week uh, with the next reading in Revelation. Mm